recording. Welcome to the Midwest. My name is Jesse. Welcome to the Midwestern Method podcast. Um, today I've got, this is an interesting thing we're doing today. Eric, Eric Dobler is, uh, is my guest today. And normally I have met or uh, have some kind of uh, familiarity with my guests before they come on. Uh, but this is an especially special episode because, uh, you know, because Errol uh, is, is a guy that we are going to literally meet as this uh, podcast goes on. But there, we do have something in common, and that was uh, we are both Wim Hof Method instructors. But, but um, my guest is a former Navy SEAL, FBI agent, and the founder of a leadership consulting company. Um, called Leader 193. Uh, Errol, welcome to my podcast. And, uh, and we were just talking just a second ago. Now you said you, you got your certification for, uh, to become a Wim Hof Method instructor in 2018. Is that right? 20, yeah. 2018. Yeah. Okay. So where did you guys, where did you guys do your master training? At? Uh, outside of Portland. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So did you guys climb? Um, what was the mountain you guys climbed out there? Was it um, Mount Hood or some, something like that? I know Mount Hood is ridiculously, that's a pretty big one. I, I, you know, I can't remember what I, what I, rem <laughs> I can't remember the name. What I yeah. remember was it wasn't that cold. Ah, um, and yeah. 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 I think, I think this is the last, that was the last training that Wim himself was at. Cause I, so you, know, you I got heard, you got the whim treatment. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. we got the whim. I think we were the last class who got the full whim treatment. He was he was at the two day in LA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he was there for uh, four of the five days in in Oregon. Yeah. Um, okay. And it just, you know, at the top of the mountain, it was a little colder, but you know, whatever, man, that, that wasn't really the point. Everybody was pretty good at walking around in the cold at that point. It was just the experience <laughs> of being with everybody and, you know, that whole thing, but I, I can't remember the name of it. Hood sounds right. Yeah, I know that's the that's the big mountain out there. I don't know if, if that's the one you climbed or not. We, yeah. I mean, the mountain we climbed in 2016 was, uh, I think, like we were all trying to find out what mountain it was because we were in the Rocky Mountains for this right. one. So everything's a mountain, right? So right. There, there was nowhere right. you could look where it's not, oh, is it, okay, what mountain are you on? We're on a mountain at all times. Right. And so whenever we went to uh, the, the place, we're like, okay, this is gonna be our thing. Um, I think it was Mount Arapahoe, I think. Uh, and that's yeah. what I tell people when they ask me, but you know, it was, I just, I'm, I'm going to go with hood. I'm going to yeah, go with hood. I'll go with that. So it's either hood or Everest. I'm not sure. Which yeah, one. I mean, <laughs> one of those two, which one's in Portland? I forgot. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So whenever you, you were with Wim, I mean, now, uh, that was, that was 2018. Um, 17 or 18. I mean, I, I, it, it was towards the end of the year. So I'm feeling like yeah. that I was with them in 17 and then they didn't get the certification squared away because it was the, the, towards the end of 17. Mm -hmm. And then I think the final certifications came through at the beginning of the year or something, something like that. Oh, that yeah. sounds cool. That sounds yeah. cool. Any, any crazy whim stories? No, man. You know, he time? was just... You know, yeah. he, he just, uh, you know, the deal. Yeah. He yeah. Was, uh, he was just doing his thing and he was, I was impressed. Um, he let everybody instruct. He didn't jump in. He was at all the classes, you know, we were just sitting around and I, I, I was next to him for a couple hours. Uh -huh. uh, 
you know, but just really just a normal guy with, you know, with the passion, every, everybody who, you know, all the, the seminars I do, I tell them everything you see on the, the TV, the videos, the computer about Wim, that is exactly how he is. Right. That's exactly right. how he is. There's no, there's, yeah, no, there's no TV Wim. Right. Yeah. There's no TV Wim. No, there's no, it's no. just him, man. I remember him. whenever I was out there, I was, when I first met Wim Hoff, it was, um, it was out in LA for the, for, it was a, the advanced course, right? It was, mm -hmm. a, it was a weekend type of thing. And I remember, I mean, for me, I never thought I would ever get to meet Wim Hof. You know, there, there was no such thing as an instructorship or there wasn't even a, um, like the website itself was nothing like even what it is today. And there was no mm -hmm. platform or anything like that. And uh, I, I was so starstruck. Like, I was so starstruck the, f the whole weekend. I was like, well, I want to talk to Wim Hof, <laughs> but I don't know. You know, I didn't know. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, um, I, I sure do like that Wim Hof method that you created, Wim. You know, and so I didn't know what to say. Would you like to talk about that for a little yeah, while? Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. He's like, yeah, okay, you know. And so I, uh, I made a point that whenever I met, whenever we went out to train in, uh, we went to went in Colorado and it was November. So it was cold. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, but I was like, I'm going to actually talk to this man and try to get to know him a little bit because, you know, he hung out with us. Like I expected, I expected him to be kind of just in and out or just on the periphery or something like that. Um, but you know, he was, uh, he just hung out. And I remember I, I got coffee for him one time. I was like, what, what do you want for coffee? I was like, cool. I can have a conversation. And, uh, then of course the first thing that came to my mind let's talk about that breathing technique. <laughs> that's, so, that's about as original as you can yeah, come. <laughs> yeah, eventually, eventually, you know, I, and I, eventually we talked about raising kids and right, that's like right. you say, you know, he's just a regular guy. You know, we talked about raising kids. We talked about family. We talked about really just about anything and everything came up. And as I started to get a little bit more relaxed because he wasn't this, you know, guru from the mountain anymore. He was, you know, okay. It's, this my friend Wim. It's this yeah. guy that's that's here. So, yeah. but yeah. Now, since then, you've become a level two instructor, and you've done uh, sessions. And where are you based? Yeah. So I'm I'm in uh, South Jersey right now, but I've kind right. of um, I've kind of done them across the United States. You know, as you well know, word gets out a little bit, oh, so yeah. there'll be somebody from Arizona that gives you a call and like, mm -hmm. oh, I had a friend in Texas that came to your thing, and they were. They got it from somebody in New York City. Um, yeah. So we do a few of those, but mostly I, I try to keep it, keep it here just because of the travel. And then, you know, for my leadership consulting, I incorporate the Wim Hof method very specifically oh, cool. inside that, uh, that, that leadership process that I developed, which we can talk about or not. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then, uh, so, you know, I've, kind of, I've traveled to, you know, overseas to do them as well. So, you know, it, it's, it's been pretty cool just kind of um, – incorporating it in my own unique way with my leadership. And then of course, you know, just the regular seminars that we do, cause they're just, they're just fun. Uh, well, so I've kind of, I've kind of used it in a lot of different ways. One of the things I do love about breath work just in general, cold exposure, uh, you know, a lot of these things that require you to have a real focus, right? A real, uh, to, to build the skill of focus is that they are really applicable to things like leadership, like business, cohesion, things like that. 
Um, when did you start your consulting? Was it something that kind of sprouted up from Wim Hof or was it something you were already doing and then you're like, hey, there's this Wim Hof method thing, let's add this in? Yeah, no, that's the, the, the latter. I, um, mm-hmm. I started my consulting firm in 2016. So I was, uh, I left the SEAL teams back in 1999. Okay. I got injured on deployment. So I got medically ah. discharged. Um, and then spent a few years kind of licking my wounds in the private sector, which was great. You know, you just move on. Yeah. And then 9-11 happened. Uh, I was in the city at the time. You know, my mm. brother-in-law was in the towers. He got killed, you know, me oh and my, my sister. You know, so it was a very profound experience. Yeah. And I just kind of said, well, I've got to get back in this fight. You know, it's kind of still in my, in my blood. And yeah. so I got myself medically cleared. And, you know, I was either going to join the CIA or the FBI. And the FBI was the... The first one to say yes, so I jumped in and and I worked uh, I worked international terrorism for the nine of my thirteen years, and then I the final years I worked some um, some violent street gangs, but mm-hmm. the you know I was I had planned on staying in and I loved being a, a special agent. Yeah. I didn't love the FBI, oh, okay. and yeah, so I, I left out of some real frustration with the leadership. And at some point you get to the point where you say, all right, well, I can either endure this and really live against the grain in a way that's mm-hmm. not, that's not good or healthy. Right. Or I can put my money where my mouth is. I can leave. I can, you know, do my own thing and, and let's see where the chips fall. And that's what I did. So, uh, you know, you, you start your consulting business. You're like, all right, you know, now you've really got to start thinking, right, what do I believe? What mm-hmm. is my message? Yeah. So I, I had, you know, I, I was pretty quickly able to put that together. But anyway, to, that's, that's the long part of the answer. So I was doing a, a uh, leadership retreat for a client. And the CEO called me and said, hey, I want you to uh, incorporate Wim Hof Method into the, and it was like a three-day thing. And I was like, sure, no problem. What's Wim Hof Method? And he's like, don't worry, just call this guy. And it was Brandon, Brandon Powell. Brandon Powell, yeah. Yeah. Shout and out to so, Brandon. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Brandon. I always make sure I mention him in, in these things. And uh, so I looked him up, you know, and he's he's a, a jujitsu guy. And yeah. he had his video that he did. And it's him getting into an ice right. bath. And I was like, what is this? So after we did the logistics, I asked him about it. He was super gracious. We spent a couple hours on the phone. I immediately did the, started the 10-week course that day. And then, you know, so I did it just because I was fascinated, right? You know, my background as a SEAL, we're kind of in cold water all the time and just the whole thing. And so I was just enjoying it. And then along the way, I was like, man, there is really a way to use this as an intellectual tool to become a better leader, right? Inside Mm. of my process, which, you know, I, I, you know, the first element of my leadership process is emotional awareness and recognition. Okay. Right? So how do you practice something like that? Well, what I tell people is, okay, if you want to learn about recognizing your emotions, stand in front of an ice bath that's 32 degrees uh, <laughs> okay. and see what yeah. you're because you will have an right. emotion, right? So this is a way to practice those things. So that's kind of where I started to really incorporate it. And um, as I, you know, shamelessly plugged my book, The yeah, let's Process, see Art and Science of Leadership. That's a good looking book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but inside of it, I, I use, I explain how we use cold exposure in every element um, of the leadership process. So, so again, the, the, the short answer is leadership process first, Wim Hof second, and then, whoa, wait a second. This is really a great way uh, to, as an intellectual tool to bring these principles home. 
That's awesome. Now, let's. I have a question as far as when it comes to leadership. Now you're focusing on businesses. What is what would you say is like the biggest thing? Uh, is there anything in common that's that you you commonly see lacking in a in a business leadership situation? Yeah, it's and it's it's awareness, right? It's okay. It's, that's it, kind it of the process. It's awareness. So, so just briefly, so we can kind of keep building on the conversation. My first two elements yeah. are emotional awareness and cultural awareness. What does that mean? Emotions drive your actions, right? We know that. Right. And the, your actions make up your culture, right? Your culture is not what you say it is. It's not, we have a culture of excellence. That's not it. What do uh -huh. you do? Tell me what you do to be excellent. Okay. And if you can't tell me, then you don't. So what I, I spend a lot of time on is awareness because then we move to the next phase after you've looked at your emotions and the actions they're driving and you struggle with this and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing or saying these things. Then we say, okay, now how do you want to behave, right? What are those mm -hmm. behavioral guidelines, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and then we talk about these are the foundations as an individual and as a team, behaviors and awareness. And then we talk about a planning process um, because uh, I brought that over from the SEAL teams, modified it, made it real simple. But if you use these elements to achieve something, you're going to achieve it, right? So to right. answer your question, what's missing? The biggest things that are missing are awareness mm -hmm. and then people making a plan. And then, again, the whole process, I feel like, what do you hold people accountable to? So people get all, leaders get all bent out of shape when somebody does something, mm -hmm. you know, behaves a certain yeah. way. And I said, well, did you make it clear? that that behavior wasn't acceptable or this was the behavior you expected? And they'll say, well, no, they should know that. And I said, well, no, they shouldn't. How right. should they know that? Yeah. yeah. Right? So I, I, think, I think the biggest thing is just a general awareness of what's around them, how they're feeling, how they're acting on how they're feeling, and then really making it clear what they want people to do specifically, how they want them to behave. And that's what we'll hold you accountable to. So, it is a, I feel like a whole process that's missing in, in a lot of places. Okay. Now I know that a lot of changes have had to have occurred because of COVID. Um, you know, a lot of businesses are, they're having to change because they just have to. Yeah. Uh, and, and some of these ships, you know, it takes a while to, to turn them. And um, what are some things that, that you're seeing as far as, I know right now, of course, we have a generational uh, shift. You know, we've got a lot of the baby boomers um, and, and there's a lot of them who are retiring or a lot of them who are just hanging on, you know, and, right. and not retiring much to the chagrin of, of you know, the, the Gen Xers or the millennials. You know, are, are these some issues um, that you're seeing showing up whenever you do these consultants, uh, so mm -hmm. when you consult these businesses? And how do, you, how do you deal with these different generations as they're dealing with, a world that seems to be in chaos. Yeah, it, it's a really good question. And the, um, what I'm seeing is that we're giving, we're giving millennials, I think a little bit too hard of a time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that they are, I, I think we, we uh, it, everybody should be categorized by age. You should be <laughs> a millennial when you're between the ages of 19 and 29 and then you should be a gen xer when you're between the ages of 30 oh because, okay yeah you know what i mean because everybody we all acted the same way at that age. Yeah, yeah whether we want to admit it or not we did we thought we knew everything and our ideas were the best and those old people what the hell do they know right right and right if you, if you didn't do that you're lying or you weren't living 
Well, and the um, nice thing is you and I, we didn't have Twitter and Facebook well, and all, all these other things when we were kids. So there's no evidence, right? So you can't <laughs> go right, back, that's right. <laughs> you know, and, and like I had a MySpace in my like early-ish mid to mid twenties. And fortunately they deleted all that stuff, right? So nothing- You think no, they did. I know, it's, it's in a vault somewhere, <laughs> probably. You know more than I do about it, Mr. <laughs> FBI agent. But you know, I, I, I'm, it is one of those things where nowadays, you know, in the culture of, of social media, you know, we do get to see visual yeah. evidence of immaturity and we're like can't believe that and i always come back to an old saying that i love is there's something about him that i don't like about me and i, <laughs> I you know That's i think right. so i think so often we judge the next generation because we were the same way and we had to work our way through that and we're like man i'm never going to be that way again and then like look at these kids yeah. You know. Well, and but that's and that's the answer, right? So they yeah. well, if they're living in this age now. They don't know any different. For us, it, yeah. it is right because this is not how we grew up, and now we're adjusting as kind of older, older folks. Um, so from that standpoint, I don't find a lot of problems when I work because I work with a lot of millennials. So when I work with a company, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the good forward-thinking companies will say, "Well, can your process work with our really young people?" you know, who we want to get exposed to some leadership. And my answer is absolutely 100%. And it does. Yeah, so yeah. I go through the same process. There'll be different issues to tackle, but the same process with a 25 year old first time, you know, uh, employee of someplace to a CEO of a company. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what I'm finding is with them, and even during this time, they just want clarity. They do. They want direction. Yeah. They want leadership. They want clarity because Otherwise, then they'll be more inclined to speak out. Now, that'll be the difference. Right now, they'll yeah. be more inclined to say, well, this is BS. I'm just going to leave. Whereas maybe 30 years ago, that wasn't really the way to go. Like, I'm not getting it or I don't agree. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. So that, yeah. that there'll be a difference there. But I, I will tell you from a functional standpoint, from a motivation standpoint, that's what they want. They want leadership. And if you give them clarity and you have and you can explain it, they're going to be with you. Um, now, conversely, yeah. I found with the older folks, we're the opposite. They, you know, we get locked in our ways. And yeah. when I start with the seat, you know, a, a man or woman who's running a company or at a very high level in a company, and I start with emotional awareness and recognition, I get, oh, Errol, look, I'm not a very emotional person. Right. You have no emotions. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, is that yeah. the, right? So the fact that you can't even explain to me what your general emotional state of being is should be a red flag to you. And that's true. Generally, right. we get we get through that. Um, but so that's what I'm seeing. And 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 right now during this time, what I'm telling people is if you're changing precipitously in your leadership method, something's wrong because the mm. process is the process. Mm -hmm. Okay. You still have to be aware of emotions. You still have to be aware of the actions they drive. You still have to make clear the behavioral guidelines that you want, and you still have to make a plan. Okay, you still have to do those things. Now, the speed at which these things happen may be faster. The consequences may be more severe. The number of times you have to turn on a dime and re rework things, that might yeah. be different. But the things you have to do are still the same. So trust in the process, trust, trust, trust. And, and, and the folks who I'm working with initially, they said, well, Errol, I, I don't know about that. And I said, well, this is what 
you paid me for. So trust me for a minute, right? Just trust me for a minute. Go through, uh-huh. right? Keep working the process. It's going to be fine because you're going to have, people are going to see that you're, you have clarity in what you want to do. So right now, that's, that's what I'm seeing. The obvious fear and uncertainty, but then letting people know, look, if you're changing too much, then it was just time to change anyway. Okay. And as far as the age differences, again, I, I, um, I feel bad for the, the millennial group um, because we were all the same way and they're just yeah. they're getting a hard, they're getting a hard knock. Now there's, there's some research I've seen that, that it, it talks about the, just the core values of, for instance, a, uh, a baby boomer versus the core values of uh, Gen X and core values of, of millennials. Whereas like, for instance, like with the greatest generation or, or even a lot of the baby boomers, especially here in the Midwest, because in the Midwest, a lot of the baby boomers have the same core values as maybe the, the greatest generation, you know, the, the previous generation. You have like a lot of uh, dedication to civic duty where you may not see that necessarily so much with other, other generations. Like I'm, I'm a Gen X, um, you know? Um, so whenever you go in with these, um, with these groups and you have maybe a mix of different age groups, uh, do you find that you need to, to communicate differently as far as, uh, kind of the sell, or is it pretty much, hey, this is what we're doing? Yeah, I, I, I keep it I keep it very consistent. And, and yeah. I do that for a very specific reason, because what I want people to be clear on is I, I deal in leadership processes. So when mm-hmm. I say the process, the art, and the science of leadership. Oh, okay. You've heard, you've heard me say the elements of the process, right? Emotions, yeah. culture, blah, blah, blah. Those are consistent. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. agree that those are the elements we always need to focus because it was my experience when I put this together that those were the things that if I had just been aware of as a young man and making mm-hmm. all the mistakes that I made growing up, I, I would have, I would have saved myself and those around me a lot of, a lot of challenges. Now the mm-hmm. art is, is going to be unique to each person. So the behavioral guidelines, for example. So what does that mean? If you didn't change the way you made marketed, or sold your widget, but you behaved in these ways, would you get better? Right. It's not industry specific stuff. So I might say to you, you know, Jesse, for a leader, you need to show moral courage. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's what you need to do. Now, we can all agree that's important. Yeah. You may already have a very strong base in moral courage. And you're like, well, what? that doesn't help me because I already have that. Mm -hmm. So the art behind that guideline comes from the awareness we did early on, right? Emotions, culture, what am I doing based on how I feel? What do I want to do? Okay, now how do I want to behave? Now it's in context, right? So you may find that um, you procrastinate, right? Now Mm -hmm. we've looked at Mm -hmm. this and you've missed opportunities in your life or whatever it is. You're just not where you want to be, okay? Now we look, because you're going to tell me this. I'm just going to guide you there. Yeah. So we say, all right, look, what's what's a term, what's a behavior that's going to resonate with you that you can remind yourself at the end of every day and ask, did I do this thing? Did I act first, right? Did I, whatever it is. Yeah. So that's why, so to your question, it's, for me, it's the same. So the art is going to determine though, what that Gen Xer has to focus on, right? What that, that baby boomer has to focus on. Maybe the baby boomer has got to go a little bit to, to, to humility because they've been uh-huh. around a long time. Right. And now all of a sudden we're doing all this awareness, we're unpacking and they're like, wow, I have become an arrogant asshole and I can't. Right, remember. right, right. Hey, man, there it is. There's your one behavior. Let's focus yeah. on that. And you, we get that right. A lot of good things will happen. So 
for me, I, I focus on leadership process, decision-making process, and I never comment, you know, look, outside of ethics and, and, and things like that, Sure. out of which direction you go, what decision you ultimately make, what you want to do. Okay. Because I, I, they have to be certain that I'm neutral in that decision. So when I challenge them, they're not thinking, well, he just doesn't like that thing we're going to do. Uh-huh. Uh, they have to be certain it's no, he's challenging my process because it's not making sense why I'm doing it. I can't explain why I'm doing that thing. Right. And that's where I'll focus. So for me, it stays very neutral. And, they, and my clients always have to trust that your decisions are your decisions. I deal in how you get there. So, the, so this is where you're really different from maybe a business consultant or something of that nature where you don't even, you know, Hey, what you guys do is what you do. Yeah. But leadership is what's going to make the difference is whether it, it, it succeeds in, in a lot of cases. Yep. And, and that's really kind of a cool uh, thing. Now, do you, I'm wondering how this looks like. Um, so, so they call you up and they said, Hey, you know, we need help. Arrow, yeah. get over here. Yeah. How would that, how would that look? What, what would your process be? Yeah. So, so what I did was initially it was, um, you know, that's the beauty of, of being out on your own, right? It just, it changes all the time. Yeah. So I would start the very generic way, like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's, we'll, we'll agree to a certain amount of time together and you know, this, this many times a week or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, okay, so what, what's on your mind, right? And okay. I would always go back to this process anyway. So I didn't start with my process. I had it all in my head. Yeah. Okay. And I was just like, I'm always going back to these things anyway. So mm -hmm. let me formalize my process. And then anybody who wants to work with me, you go through my eight weeks. That's very regimented. Okay. So you get the full knowledge of each element of the process and we just break it down. And what that does is, so you say, you know, Jesse, you call me and, and you say, I, I yeah. want some help. And I say, all right, great. My program is eight weeks long. We have two calls a week. Okay. You watch the video series first on that mm -hmm. element. So the first one is emotional awareness and recognition. We've got our app. So you know what you need to log in so I can monitor your progress during the week. And that way on Friday, our call is super focused. Mm -hmm. I don't You're have to say what's kidding. on your mind. Right. We're yeah. talking about emotions. We're talking about how it affected your week. What did you see? What did you do? Mm -hmm. Boom. And now then we move on to the next. The, the last couple of weeks, then we kind of put it all together. And then normally what happens, thankfully, more often than not, they'll say, okay, what next? And right. then we'll just say, all right, well, let's work for six more months. We'll have two calls a month. But the good news is everything we talk about now from a leadership perspective I, you can count on me to always bring it back to an element of the process, right? So you're having a problem with this employee. I'm going to say, did you set guidelines for behavior? Did you make it clear? Do they know what they're accountable to, right? Is that, was that an overly emotional decision? Where were you on that? What was your plan? Oh, you didn't make a plan. Well, there you go. There's your problem, right? So mm -hmm. we, we always get to bring it back to, to one of the elements of the process. So it keeps it very focused. So that's kind of how I evolved. And, you know, like I said, we've got the video series that we did so they don't have to sit here and listen to me lecture to them. Right. All right. Let me take the first hour and lecture about cultural awareness and recognition. Right. I think I'm the most, you know, uh, interesting person in the world. <laughs> I may not be to everybody. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Sure. Sure. So that's, that's kind of how we get it started. Now those are for the one-on-ones, right? I do the group yeah. stuff. I do the retreats, but that's, everything is, anchored in that leadership process so now 
do you ever look i think i could probably just guess that there's people listening or watching this right now who are like you know i work for a place and the leadership is terrible <laughs> right and uh you know how does this normally happen is it is it normally something where i mean in my uh, i'm just going to guess that you normally have leaders who want to be better and they ask you hey make me better it's probably not like some kind of intervention thing where it's like hey you're a terrible ceo i don't know is yeah, it it's, it's hap it happens it happens all different ways right yeah. you get so uh i've gotten uh, clients who uh, the company was bought by a private equity and you know, you know, when private equity comes in, they're just looking to slash everybody's knees out, right? right, like, oh, right God, yeah. We got bought by the private equity. Who's going, you know, a couple of them have said, we think this CEO is salvageable. Okay. Right. So okay. that's, yeah. So that's, that's kind of one place. Now They've do they give you pushback? Do they give you pushback when, whenever, whenever they, you know, you meet that guy and he's like, eh, do you get well, that's what back I tell or? the group. That's what I tell the group. I say, look, I, yeah. I'm I'm happy to do it, but if this person doesn't want to do it, right. don't waste your money because if right. I I can't do anything if they're not open minded enough to say, yeah, I've got some area for growth. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've had those people. Now, now that comes the second group, right? So I might work with a real big company, and they say, okay, we're going to give you these people. Yeah. Like, well, who are those people? Like, don't worry, those are just people we think <laughs> need it. I'm like, okay. And you know, I'll get on and they'll be like this. Yeah, yeah, because you know? I worry about that for you. Yeah, I would worry yeah. about that. And I just say, I said, man, or in, in, in many cases, woman, but I don't go woman. <laughs> I, I say, you know, I say, man, you don't look like you want to be here. Right. Well, I don't. Yeah. Why not? Right. Now uh -huh. we could get started. Just why, okay. Yeah, we can. Let's have an honest conversation. And then, you know, I let them know, look, I'm not here to fix you. I have this process. Give it, just give it a test drive. You don't yeah. have to, I'm not here to tell you I'm right or you're wrong. Here's what I believe is important. Can you give it a test drive? I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to say you're bad and I'm good. Yeah. Generally speaking, everybody goes, okay, that sounds fair. Right. So just so they yeah, know. It's a fair I'm, proposition. Yeah. I'm not here to tell them, do everything I say. We're here yeah. to talk. Right. And let me, you know, so I'll do my thing. So, yeah, a lot of times you get you get that, but you know, the the first time I got it, I got um, ah, you know, forget this person. What do they know? I'm not gonna waste my time yeah. with them. You know, my wife is like, all right, why don't you take your own advice, Mister Emotional Recognition? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, we need it too, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you what are you talking about? That that's yeah. the person who needs your help, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so then we talk about that approach. So. I'm, I'm typically ready for, for about anything. And then, you know, sometimes you just get, you get a couple, you know, sometimes you get that person who just calls, right? Mm -hmm. And say, hey, look, I, I found you. I think maybe you can help me. Um, and then a lot of times it's a company who's looking to check a box and say, can we bring you in for a day? We need some leadership stuff. They okay. barely even know what I do. That's when I get to employ the Wim Hof method and yeah. some process and then put it all together. Those are my favorites because everybody's like, we didn't expect this. What is <laughs> get into an ice bath? Wait, oh, there's, my God, there's yeah. some tension behind it. Yeah, and then yeah. the breathing and everybody's like, what was that? It was crazy. <laughs> so all all shapes and sizes, man. All shapes and sizes. So so yeah, how do you how do you normally incorporate Wim Hof method into uh, yeah. a, a leadership uh, sort of uh, like I, of course, I think I think anyone who's a practitioner can completely understand how you do have to get in touch with your emotions. Yep. Uh, and and I, I, I a friend of mine, uh, James St 
Stewart. Uh, he's a fellow uh, instructor. He came instructor, I believe it was last year. Um, he said that uh, with Wim Hof Method, you, you, you almost accidentally trip over a spiritual experience and, and just really discover your emotions in these things. It, it's, it's almost just an accidental thing and you can't help but do it. Yeah. Um, when it comes to ice bathing though, yeah. how does that go? Well, it's, so <clears throat> what I do is, so for those groups, right? So that we're talking about, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, I guess we're going on a retreat and who's this guy coming in and wait a second, we're doing yeah. one. Um, <laughs> so what I tell them during the lecture portion, which I usually lead with, I always say, and here's how we're going to apply the cold water to this element. Right. And, and, you know, you make predictions, you see it enough, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. Guys are going to start making, you know, small anatomy jokes. Right. The, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. ladies are usually more <laughs> reserved and they're backing off a little bit. That's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just it's it, it's pretty, pretty standard stuff. So I say, here's what, you know, the second you decide to make that inappropriate joke, which one of you will. Yeah, it's going to happen. That's that's <laughs> the emotional awareness and recognition. That's the cultural yeah. awareness and recognition. There it is. Okay, you're going to start hooting and hollering before you get in, right? Guaranteed. Anyway, I say, so what you do right before may be an indicator of what you do normally under stress. And so I, I keep there it is. And then yeah. so they're kind of listening. And then when we walk out to the ice bath and it all starts to happen, I'm like, oh, there's the anatomy joke. And yeah. everybody goes, oh, wait a second. He did say that. Right? <laughs> and there's the person who's hooting and hollering like a fool. Oh, my God. He did say that was going to happen. Right. And then on and on it goes. And then they start to, to get it. They're like, yeah. wow, you're right. This is a tool to practice all of these. And then inevitably, Jesse, it always mm -hmm. goes away from business to the personal life. Right. Beautiful, Imagine yeah. going home. Right? Imagine right, when we talk about intention, right? So intention now is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Are you acting with intention? So it's the big thing for the, most of my clients is the transition from work to home. Right? That's huge. Yeah. yeah. You, need to, you need to be able to recognize that those are two different scenarios and you need to be able to break off from one intentionally and break, off to, break into another intentionally. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you practice that? You get into an ice bath and you find out what you're, and you just decide what's my intention for this ice bath. You know, yeah. that's it. And, and look, I use it, right? I use it. Yeah. And I know you do every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new intention. What am I feeling right now? How was yesterday? You know what? Today, my intention needs to be gratitude because I've been really pissy lately with, mm -hmm. you know, COVID and, and small businesses are getting yeah. hurt and I've got a lot to be angry at about, but wait a second, I've got a lot to be, gracious for yeah. i have a lot of things that are good my intention today on this ice bath is gratitude and i know i'll remember it and then it just becomes habit so again those small things and when it comes to business leadership it just always comes back to the personal because it's one and the same right i love the people yeah. who say oh but i'm a different person at home than i am at work <laughs> you're not <laughs> right, you're, right. Just, you're not <laughs> it's it's especially nowadays when so many of us are working from home. Um, and like, for, for instance, my, my day job is a English professor. So, you know, I'm corn teaching, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's just, you know, you're in front of that zoom thing all day and you're home, um, which is, it's just a big shift, you know, um, whenever the, the quarantines were hitting in March and April, I was actually, 
on a roll. I was, I was doing a tour all around the, the country and uh, I, you know, I was very happy because I'm a real people person and stuff like that. And then whenever you're, you're just kind of stuck at home, you know, there's a huge shift that does happen and you realize how much um, your di the different parts of your life really affect the different parts of your life. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, that, 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 that's interesting that really, of course, when it comes to leadership, we do look, we've always looked to people, not necessarily because they have the best ideas, <laughs> right? Um, but there is a certain degree of that, that emotional strength that we yeah. gravitate to. Yeah, and I, and I think it, and it, and it just comes from awareness, right? You, nobody mm -hmm. has emotional strength that is not aware of the effect of the emotions they have on themselves and, and, the, and those around them. And yeah. I think it's, you know, I just think it's, it's all connected and I can guarantee, and we haven't talked about this, but I'll bet when you were, cause you are obviously a big people person, you've got a big personality and now you've got to be teaching to a screen. Ah. I'm, I'll, I'd be willing yeah. to bet anything I had that you had a lot of intention in your breathing sessions and your cold exposure, right? Be in the moment, be present, be gracious, right? As you're breathing through that and getting into that mind's eye, and then I have to bring this to my students. I, I guarantee you were. And it's that's, different. You know, it, it, it's, I, I require it more, you know? I have to yeah. really lean into it more because the natural inclination is, is, is always to be lazy. It's always to, to recoil. But yeah, yeah, the, the intention has to be there. Yeah, and, but people don't know, people don't know intention you mm -hmm. know, a lot of times. And, and it's become, like most things, kind of an over, overused term. But yeah. it, it's still the right term. It, I, I'm sorry that it's been overused, but it's still <laughs> the right term. You know, I don't right. know what to say. It's true. You know? Yeah, it is kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you're, oh what's your intention? Oh, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, because you, you, you hear about it and you go to the yoga class or whatever. Uh, and it is overused, but yeah, really you have to put some kind of intention into it. Um, and some people don't like that. Some people don't like oh, the idea. Cause it takes too much work. So, you know, yeah. for example, when we talk about intention, right? So again, just throwing out the term intention for me, you know, that's not enough. There's gotta be a lot behind it. Right. So the intention, when you transfer, you pull into your driveway and now you walk into the, into the house, what's your intention mm -hmm. is your intention to make their their life miserable. Okay. Cause you had a right. bad day. Right. Or that's probably what you're going to do if you have no intention or are you recognizing I'm entering a new phase in my life right now? Home. Yeah. And when you go from room to room to room, right? Oh, I meet my, my wife or my husband in the kitchen, but I mm -hmm. hear my psycho kids in the other room. There right. is new intention going into that room. So the, the better you get at intention, the better it makes your life. You are doing nothing but thinking about intention because every time you walk somewhere, you're going there to do something. What are you going there to do? What is your intention to do? Absolutely. It? And it takes a lot of presence of mind, I think. And that's, that's one of the things when it comes to an intention, right? Mm -hmm. um, you have to really know where you are. And so often I know myself, uh, you know, i I'm coming out with a book later this month, so I'll, I'll plug that too. But Congratulations. Got, next month. It's next month. It feels like this month. Yeah. Ah, anyway, but you know, one of the things that we talk about uh, that I, I, I talk about in the book and some of the things that have just affected me my whole life is, is rumination, right? And so you come home from the office or you're, you know, you're at home or whatever, where are your thoughts, right? And you, you can't have an intention if you're not even in the present. That's right. And, 
I, you know, I can only imagine the effect that that would have on a, on not just leadership, but we know how, if you're, if you're being, if you're not present, how, how can you be a good leader, right? For that's, and that's exactly the point, right? When we say, mm -hmm. when we say emotional awareness and cultural awareness, 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 how do you practice awareness? You practice being present in the moment. That's typically a behavior for a lot of people, right? Right. Cause now we know that when we're, um, that when we're going from thing to thing to thing, right, here's the science behind it. Mm -hmm. We know that that sends us into the, uh, the, the sympathetic nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. And then our focus closes and we're not seeing the bigger picture, okay? So people say, well, I'm a multitasker, but I keep all missing right. all these things. Well, yeah. yeah, because you're closing, you're narrowing your vision when you're going from thing to thing to thing to thing. You're not seeing the bigger picture. You're not, right, the age old example, you're getting chased by the bear, you're in the sympathetic state, you're not thinking about, I think I'm going to experiment with that sauce tonight, that Bernays sauce. <laughs> right, so that's no, right, right? right? But so when your mind is relaxed and you're focused on kind of one thing at a time, it expands, it opens up, you're in the moment. So people, that's a behavior that I challenge mm -hmm. people with. Okay, so you need to focus on being in the moment. At the right. end of the day, I want you to email me. Yes or no. Did you do your best to be in the moment? Grade yourself from one to 10, all right? Yeah. It, it's either a zero no i didn't even give it a <laughs> right, thought right right or a 10 i was obsessed with being in the moment everywhere it's still a behavior okay and you know from being in the ice bath right if you are thinking about something else besides your breath you're not going to make it right oh this is the worst this is so cold right. how long do i have to stay in here i can't stay in any longer i can't believe i'm doing this this is stupid you're done right you're out right. you're not gonna make it when you're focused, when you get into that state, all of a sudden it's not so bad. Like, yeah, it's a little cold, but let me just focus on the breath. Open right. Things, right. And that's, that's mm -hmm. intention. That's being in the moment. And that's, that's leadership for everybody. And once again, that's how, that's how ice baths, that's how cold exposure makes you a better leader. It's a tool. You can practice it without consequence. You know, um, what was the thing you were saying? Cause it really, it, it, uh, would you say rumination? You were right. Ruminating? Yeah, I, I, that's that's something I've done my whole life, and I've I've really had to work hard on. And this is one of the reasons why breath work, cold exposure, all these things. I mean, it's not like I'm a, a, amazing, and I was trying to get better, right? Right. It's it, these are these are tools for me to be able to cope with. I, I just have that dopamine feedback loop, you know, that constantly yeah. makes me ruminate about things in the past or in the future. So that's where this is is just medicine for me. Well, yeah, and yeah. and and so it really it really uh, touched a, a positive nerve with me because just the other day when I was uh, we were on vacation, right? So yeah. you know, look, I I enjoy a cocktail as much as the next person, absolutely. And you know, but I've got the I've got the small kid, I've got a, a, an eighteen month old, a oh, six year old, beautiful. and a seven seven year old, right? So yeah, we're in it. Yeah, and you we were, are. <laughs> yeah, we we're, so we were at the beach house with the, the other, you know, two more families in our family. And it's a great time. But, you know, I woke up one morning, you know, a little fuzzy. Yeah. I got a little short with the kids, right? right. So I had to come back home because it was close. It's a long story. And I was going to take my ice bath. And what was my intention? My intention was forgiveness. I'm like, I, yeah. you have to forgive yourself. You made a mistake. You imbibed a little bit too much. You stayed up a little too late and you let that affect how you treated your kids. Forgive yourself. Get it mm -hmm. right now. Move forward. Let it go. Right. That, yeah. That's an intention. Yeah. Right. But unless we're, unless we're aware and we can be honest, you know, we can't fix that stuff. 
Um, yeah, I think self-forgiveness, that's a huge thing right there. It's that, huge. That's, uh, it leads to all kinds of neurosis and, and all kinds of just poor behaviors later on because you just can't get over that behavior that, oh, man, I did the, the wrong thing there. And then you start ruminating on that. So, so yeah, yeah, well, we talk about, so we talk about now the process, the art and the science of leadership. You know, my leadership process follows the way the brain rewires itself, starting with emotions okay. Right. But interesting fact to your point. So when I did all this research on the brain and how it rewires itself and how, it, you know, how my process follows, follows that, um, follows that process, I came across, we have between 60 and 70,000 thoughts per day. Yeah. 80 and nine, 80 to 90% of those are the same as the day before. And for the majority of us, 70% of those are related to the emotions of stress. Think oh. about that. Oh man! Right. So it sounds very true. You know, it's it's not even like I, I'm like, no, that can't be right. That yeah, can't be that's, true. That's that tracks. That so tracks. You talk, right. You talk about ruminating. Yeah. Right? So you're like, I'm still pissed at myself for what I did oh, yeah. a week ago. Well, guess what? You can already predict what you're going to be like next week because mm. I'm still going to be pissed about yeah. it because yeah. <laughs> that's just yeah. the way it is. And then the, then it wires itself and it wires itself and now that's who you are. You right. just ruminate over things, and now you're finding any excuse in the world to satisfy that little neurochemical addiction, right? That emotion yeah. that drives that behavior. And that's kind of the final part of my process, which is called the resistance. Um, if you understand that it's hard to change um, because it's literally a neurochemical addiction to certain emotions, and then the more you do it, your brain is rewiring it mm -hmm. makes that rewiring hard if you understand that that's why it's hard it's not because you suck it's not because you're lazy it's not because you don't care it's just because it's a hard process you're literally undoing something you can give yourself a little more grace yeah right? a little more patience and say all right i, I did it again it's okay <laughs> i know why i'm trying i'm doing it right and right. i will forget that and i will forgive myself that will be my intention today so you know what i mean no, it's, it's one of those things. It's difficult to reprogram yourself. It's, you're talking about the neuroplasticity, right? And yep. so, uh, exactly. and building those and yeah, you have these, these highways in our brain, um, that, that neural pathways. Yeah. It, we just, we just build over time and we get really good at thinking those thoughts and, uh, worrying about those things. So yeah, I, I always say that a person should have just a really good sense of humor about it. Um, and, and just kind of, try as as hard as it is try to laugh it off uh because it is just like you say what you're trying to do is is a very difficult thing it it can be done you know and it's people do it all the time um but it's frustrating you know it's a frustrating well, it thing it is and, yeah. and, and you know what sense of humor is an intention you yeah know, again yeah. so people you know you're gonna get you're gonna get you've got a, the big following right who, who knows your you know, you're the Midwest, you know, Midwestern Jesse, right out there yeah. in the snow all the time. Um, but, you know, hopefully they're going to come away and be like, okay, wait, intention behind cold exposure. I, wait, I got it. That's something else I can use, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you just being able to say very candidly, yeah, I, I ruminate, I beat myself up. Oh, yeah. I've got to, I've got to have the intention of a sense of humor and forgiveness, you know, and, there's no way better way to do that. You, you just can't, you can't hide from the cold, right? That's breath work for sure. is a whole sure. different animal, right? Yeah. 
but you know, you're talking to somebody. So tell me about the breath work. They can have read a book yeah. and might be able to regurgitate what they're supposed to be feeling. Okay? Right. Yeah. You can't know for sure. Mm -hmm. You know when somebody's trying to BS you about the cold because you can't yeah. hide from that oh, yeah. at all. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I didn't even feel it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay so <laughs> you can do it. exactly. Yeah. It's like you just did that in your imagination, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I, recently, I was on uh, somebody's website. Um, they put my picture instead of Wim Hof, and it was about Wim Hof. But it was <laughs> such a stupid article. It, it's claimed that Wim Hof could not feel cold at all. And I know that's not true, you know? Right. And, you know, he's, I, I'll never forget a time whenever I was first training with him. And it was the first time I was really training hard in the ice. And he was standing, he's standing there, you know, Wim Hof looking over your shoulder, wanting to mm. kind of, you know, you're like, I, I, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of the ice, man. And, and he, he could tell, you know, and because you like, you can't bullshit it, right? You know, right. you can't hide the person is, <laughs> he, he saw us and we were kind of struggling. And so he put his hand in the little kiddie pool we were, and he's like, oh, that's cold. <laughs> I'm like, it is cold, Wim. Shut up. It's cold. It's colder you know? than anything you've been in. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. What would you know about cold, Wim? But yeah, it's, it's those things that, you know, you can't fake it. Um, because because it's so real, it's so in your face, it's such a powerful force. And it also is another way that you build those neural pathways. Of you course. Know, what, one of the things that I always talk about is you get to start to see yourself as a person who can make difficult decisions. That's right. And you have to see yourself doing that over and over and over again. And you start building those, those neural pathways because if you don't, you're just not doing it, right? You're not doing it. And, and, yeah. you're and you're exactly right. Again, another point, we talk about behavioral guidelines, right? Mm -hmm. Some people need to learn to act with courage. They're afraid to make decisions, okay? Yeah. Well, guess what? How do you act with courage without consequence? How do you practice that? You get into yeah. the ice bath every yeah. morning, man. I, you know, I don't know how many I've done for how many years straight. <laughs> right, it still, right. every time, takes a little bit of... Okay, and I go. There's some days are easier than others, but there's always a little bit of, all right, it's going to happen now. Yeah, here we go. This is, yeah. I, you know, I guess I'm going to do this again. All right, that don't, right. you know. So, but the other thing is the, the just to, if, if, if it's okay to transition a little bit to the breath. Yeah. You know, speaking do, yeah. of whim, you, know, you, you can't hide from the cold. What I enjoy, and I'm sure you've seen it too, people come to the seminars who have, you know, said, oh, I've been online. I got the app and all that stuff. Right you know, hey, it's cool. And then they're in a live thing, somebody really bringing them through it. And they're like, whoa, that yeah. was completely different. And that was my experience. Well, actually with Brandon, when we did yes. the, um, when we did the leadership retreat, obviously I was there. So I, you know, that was the first live one I had. Okay. You know, and I did the whole, and so I was like, well, was Brandon, did he lead the retreat or? No, no, he, so he was just a part of, of what we were doing so you worked with you know, the guy that, or yeah somebody. so i, I okay. it was my retreat mm -hmm. and then oh cool yeah so it was my retreat for for my client and and the ceo just heard about wim hof and then he you know I he see. somehow connected with with brandon you know called him and asked him some questions then he said errol just coordinate with this guy find some space for him for this thing um That's so really cool. obviously i i jumped in on it so that yeah. was amazing but then the most amazing was uh, at the uh, at the final the five five day 
Wim brought us through a session. We must have been out there for two, two and a half hours. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. I had the most spiritual, emotional. It was one of those things that people tell you about, and you're yeah. if you've never had it happen to you, you're like, okay, that's kind of bullshit. You're lying. I know that I doesn't know. happen. But it was, you know, so you you get the expert, you get the master bringing you through, and he's just talking the whole time. And yes. you're like, what's he saying? And I don't even know what he's saying. And now <laughs> I'm thinking about my mother when I was three years old. Yeah. She really made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and he'll bring you through these long sessions. And anytime a person does one of those long sessions, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, it wasn't the first time, but um, – Casper Vandermeulen was uh, assisting Wim in, at that first ever uh, masterclass. And we were out in the mountains and we went through, I don't, you know, like you said, you don't know how long you're there. It, right. it feels like you're there hours and days and who knows. But afterwards, you just walk outside. I, I walked outside, I looked at the mountains and there was just this sense of like calm, the sense of oneness, the sense of peace. Um, you look around and you see... Um, these other people were all having emotional experiences yeah. and uh, and it's just this amazing connection that you feel with other human beings who have just done the same thing you have. And I can, I can imagine that just being a great team building thing uh, at your yeah. sessions as well. I mean, I, I doubt you're taking them through power breathing uh, no, you're no. doing these sessions, but, but, you yeah. know, just simply doing the Wim Hof method. Actually, w one of the times I was talking to Wim, I was, I, th that time I was actually telling you about where I got him coffee and I was asking about, I was like, oh, now I'll talk to Wim Hof. So, uh, breathing, you know, but what I did is I, I was trying to ask him about the difference between what I called standard Wim Hof method breathing and power breathing, which we called DMT breathing at the time. But as soon as I said standard breathing, he's like, standard? He's like, what is standard? It's not standard. And I was like, I'd be very special, you know, if, you know, you know, you're, you know, you know what I'm talking I, I didn't know, I really didn't even have the words. But, but you know, even that though is, is very profound, especially, I mean, seriously, that's why I do it every day. It's, yeah, it's just a it, very it profound is. technique. And I, I, if I could share a story with, you know, so yeah. everybody listening is like, okay, that's all cool. You know, but there, there is a, a very specific story. So I, I was in, um, well, I'll just I'll very quickly tell it if that's okay. Yeah. And I was going to see a client back in 2017 or whatever it was. So yeah. I guess I was an instructor at that point. And um, I was a little early, so I duck into a coffee shop and I've always got a book, you know, just because I'm always early. And I'm reading a book, uh, called Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. And it starts, right. it opens with this story of this fighter pilot named Johnny Bravo. And he's basically chronicling his cover of a special operations unit in what was clearly Afghanistan and the firefight that he witnessed after he came out of the clouds. And, and it was a beautiful story. Now, I had seen a lot of combat, weirdly, as, a, as an FBI special agent. I was attached to a Ranger regiment. And maybe that's a story for another time, but we saw a lot of combat. So I, I'm really enjoying the story, right? Cause I'm relating. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know where they were because there's only a couple places you would go voluntarily that are that dangerous. Um, and that's usually where the special operations forces went. So I'm like, I know where they are. And I recognize that I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm looking down and I'm sweating all over the book and my hands are shaking. Oh, wow. 
And I'm like, whoa, I'm having a panic attack. And oh then I, like, I do the double dip. I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. Right, right, right yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what sets it off even more, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, and, and I use this story to open my seminars. So I, I literally, you know, the first thing was awareness. What's happening? Okay, this is what's happening. Cool. Now what? I literally, and I promise you, this is no exaggeration, or I didn't, you know, manufacture a, a solution to a problem and then put them together mm -hmm. um, that when they weren't related. I was like, okay, I recognize this. This is what happens in an ice bath. It's nothing more than a panic attack. Mm -hmm. What do I do in the ice bath? Find your breath. Get yeah. your breath. Focus. I took two. Mm -hmm. It was okay. Right. So, nice. okay. Now I'm calm. I'm a little yeah. shaken, but I'm like, all right, I, I'm okay. Go on to the meeting. It's cool. I come home. I tell my wife, she's like, well, do you have PTSD? Do you think you need to see somebody? And I said, maybe I do. And I have no problem going to see somebody if that's it. But if you think about it, what are they going to try to do? Yeah. They're going to try to get me to get over a panic attack. And I clearly already know how to you do did. it. And <laughs> Worse, they're going to be like, and take this pill, which I'm not yeah. doing. Yeah. And she was like, you know, she's rightfully doesn't agree with me a lot. I'm <laughs> typically wrong, and she's right. But even she was like, huh, you might be right. So we said, look, let's just keep an eye on it. But, and, and that was, the, you know, that was years ago. Uh, so, yeah. so as far as the breath goes, right, it was weird for me the way I was able to use the breath in a very, it was an urban environment, man. I was in Philadelphia. I was in the city, yeah. right? Just a couple of breaths, but from the knowledge of what happens in an ice bath. And I'm just, yeah. you know, I, I want so badly to get with a group who works with veterans or any people with PTSD and be like, here it is. Yeah. Right. And you'd yeah. be surprised how hard it is to get in touch with those groups and offer your services. <laughs> if anybody's <laughs> out there listening, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that that's my story. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there who are struggling who, who can be helped, you know, with this. It is, it is amazing what the potential is for breath work. Yep. And, and, you know, there is a lot of science backing up, um, of course, the connection between our breath and our state, our autonomic state. And of course, um, the, 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 the chemicals that are in our brains, you know, we affect those things. Um, there's, um, I mean, and it is documented, right? Yeah. And, and so, you know, and not to mention there's the, there's all the things that have done specifically with Wim Hof method, but there's also, you know, pranayama and a lot of the other kinds of, of breath work. And we know these things, um, exist and they are, they're, they're out there. The difficult thing, of course, is that you really have to want to do it. Right. Yep. And, um, one of the, one of the difficulties oftentimes is, you know, when a person is suffering from depression and, and anxiety and things like that, it is difficult. That's, that's the, the, the really the gold right there. If we could get, you know, um, really, if, if a person can say, Hey, I really need to do this. Right. And, and get into it a hundred percent. So, so it's there. It's not as easy as a pill. It's got far fewer side effects. Uh, it's free. That's the beauty. I always come back to that one. Yeah. I always come back to that one. It always it's comes free. down to the money with you. You know, it, it's like, it's like I, I'm like, well, geez, I, I've been spending all. I spend a ton of money on 
uh, actually a, a friend of mine talked about this. He had, um, he, he's a, a fellow instructor too, uh, Sebastian Zappa. Uh, and he uh, had Lyme disease and all kinds of depression. I was, I was, he was in my class. He was in your class. Yeah. Yeah. He was French. And, uh, and he, I remember, cause he started coming to a lot of my workshops and, um, I, he's, he's eventually, he's like, you know, what? I think I may go become an instructor. I was like, yeah, man, you've got a great story. But he, he, one time in a, whenever we were doing introductions, he said to everybody, you know, I've spent thousands of dollars on all these different therapies and, and pills and powders and all these things and all the whole time it was it was free <laughs> you know it was something as simple yeah. as breathing and cold exposure that i needed he um, yeah me and him climbed mount hood <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's just say mount hood yeah. <laughs> it was not hood. it was yeah hood. so right. so we we were together there was a yeah. you know you know whatever and he told me the whole story yeah, uh, yeah. about all the medication he was on yeah. and and then he slowly he didn't tell the the physician he was moving off of it but he did but he and he when he was doing the method and then eventually he was just off of it i mean it's yeah it's that's the story that sells it yeah um you know so the uh but the the to get people to that's why this look and when we know this is why Wim is revolutionary because he's brought the science to it and right. it's kind of why I, I bought the science to my leadership process because I exactly. can say to people look you may not agree with my process based on my experience but here's some of the science behind mm -hmm. it right when we do this blah 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 that always at least gets the naysayers right the people who yeah. are just naturally going to be resistant to go okay that makes a little bit of sense I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll hear you out a little bit yeah. Same thing with the breathing, yeah. right? So if I were to tell somebody that story I just told and they were a non-believer in the spiritual side of all this and mm -hmm. breath, they'd be like, yeah, whatever, you got lucky. If I say, right. no, 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 no. Uh -huh. So when you exhale consciously, that activates the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve serves to calm you down. That's a scientific fact. They go, huh, <laughs> right. what else? Right? Yeah. So yeah. that's the beauty of what Wim has done, able to bring that science and the spiritual side, and let them both gently come together, yeah, right? So yeah. the naysayers, you just hit them with the science. And the believers, well, they can at least now not feel like hippie psychos. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like weirdos. Yeah. They can be like, I knew it. I knew this was real. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, geez. Errol, we have, we've had a great conversation, and, and this is our first one. And so yep. I hope you can come back to the show uh, before we go, though, how can people find your book and your services? Yeah, well, I appreciate that. The Process, Art, and Science of Leadership. Uh, how Leaders Inspire Confidence and Clarity in Combat in the Boardroom and at the Kitchen Table. So you can go to my website, leader193.com. I've got a tab on the book there, which also shows all my leadership services, Wim Hof and all that stuff, explains kind of how I put it together. And then it's on Amazon. Um, and then anything on Instagram is my other, you know, with, I think it's at leader underscore one nine three. So that's where you can find me. That's where you can find the book. Uh, I owe you a copy of the book. Yeah, I'd love so to I'll read it. Send, <laughs> send, you forgot to send your address though. So you get the address. I did. I, I waited to the last minute. So yeah, I but appreciate I'd love, it. I'd, I'd love to get you a copy of the book. And yeah. if you like it, I'd love to, then we can even break it down even more. But man, I yeah. really appreciate you having me on. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and definitely send me all your links. We'll put those in the show notes so everybody can take a look at those. Um, real quick question before we close, because you were in the FBI. Is there anything that you could tell me that you'd have to kill me if you told me? 
Yeah, just a Oh, nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. I always wanted, wanted to ask an FBI agent that, so I was like, I'm just going to. Got to ask about everything. Yeah. The fact that you asked me that question, you oh, no. might have to come sneak oh, no. through your door. Oh, in transmission. In transmition. Oh, my God. Well, hey, Errol, thanks so much for such All an right. awesome conversation. And uh, we'll be looking forward to reading your book. Uh, guys, make sure to take a look at those uh, notes, uh, the show notes, and uh, uh, take a look at his services. Um, if, uh, if you guys have any further questions for Errol, definitely uh, send them to uh, me or, or actually I'll have his, his email address or, or some kind of a contact down there. Yeah, you can always and contact me through the website for awesome. sure. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for listening and don't forget to go out there and be kind to one another. Oh,